Many of you are, uh, know that I grew up by the Pacific Ocean and my dad and brother, older brother, were big time uh, fishermen in every way, but deep sea especially, and that I cut my teeth and learned how to deep sea fish because of their interest in it. I like it, but I'm really not that big of a uh, enthusiast for fishing, um, but some people are. And fishermen and hunters and people who are trying to capture any kind of animal know that animals like certain kinds of bait. They, they, they will eat something that, is, uh, that they are more inclined to eat and they'll reject things that they're not, right? So I don't think fishermen, I've never seen any fishermen fish with a well-done piece of steak. I, I don't know why, but I'm guessing that fish don't eat well-done pieces of steak. But I have seen fishermen use all types of different kinds of bait, and I've listened to them say why, and that when you're, when you're fishing for a certain type of fish, you use a certain type of bait. And of course, we all know that sharks love bloody things, so you chum the water and you pour blood in and you draw that sensitive nose they have to the blood that they love, and you catch sharks by using bloody things. So bait is really important, right? So I just want to talk about Pastor Billy today. He's going a fishing. He's going deep sea fishing. This is him on his boat. And he's there amidst the choppy waters and he's trying to catch some fish. Now, in this illustration, though, that what he's really trying to catch, Pastor Billy, is not fish, but it's people. He wants to bring people into his church that sits on the hill behind him. Okay? He wants to bring people in. And so... Just like fish, pastors will decide to use different types of bait and that certain people like certain types of bait and they'll bite on that to bring them into a building, right? So Pastor Billy, he is trying out different types of bait to see what people bite on the most. And so what this is really a discussion of is for you to say, what do you bite on? What draws you into a church? Okay? So there are people who go to church and the bait that's on that hook is they want to feel good. That's their primary ambition. And they wake up on Sunday and they want to go to a church that's going to help them feel good. In Garden Grove, California, there was that giant church. I can't even think of who was behind it now. He's long gone. Shuler, Reverend Shuler. His messages were all about feeling good, positive mental attitude, thinking health, healthily, right? And, and Joel Osteen is about feeling good, giving messages that help people feel good, feel like they are doing okay, because we struggle with feeling good in this life, and we we don't think we're doing so good, right? So you might be a, a Christian fish that is looking for a church that helps them feel good. And the pastor, that's his ambition to help you feel good. So that pastor throws that bait out. You bite, vroom, you are in the boat. You are brought into his church. And every week that you can go in and feel better when you come out, you want to go to that church, all right? There are churches that want you to feel shame, they want you to feel bad, okay? Now, there are people who respond to that 
Isn't that funny? There are people who like bait that makes them feel good in church. And there are people who don't like feel good messages. They like messages that make them feel bad. They like messages that, that cause them to feel guilt. Why? Because they're guilty. And so by going and feeling the guilt that they know they deserve, they somehow feel like they are experiencing what they need to be beat up. They, 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 they want the shame for the sins that are in their flesh. And so the pastor will threaten them over their guilt, right? And, and you won't find a pastor fishing with that kind of bait in a feel-good church. There are people who attend church because they want fellowship. That's the sole ambition. They want fellowship. They want to be part of what, so we have the feel bad, we have fellowship bait, and they want to get in with groups. And they love the after time where you can talk and they love to set lunch appointments and dinner appointments and they love the small discipleship groups that you go to midweek. They love all that. Now, I admit, if you have a young family, it's important for your children to have fellowship with other like-minded believers. So a church that has good fellowship for the children is important. I think that's important, but you have to decide. You know, what's most important to you? And, and where's your priorities? Do you want to feel good? Do you want to feel shame? Do you want your children and you to have a, a, a network of friends? Most people want that when they look for a church. And if they find a church that gives them the fellowship and then meets the other things that they want, like feeling good or feeling bad, they feel pretty happy, right? They feel pretty good about the church they're in. A lot of people, I hear this all the time, they say, I just go to church for the worship, okay? Now, I would just suggest to you that in large part, that's part of a bait for people who like to feel good. There are people who love to sing, hear themselves sing, express their beautiful voices, and that emotional expression to God makes them rejoice, when they can stand up with others and just bellow out songs of devotion and worship and love for God for Jesus. And I'm sure many of them mean it, mean it with all their heart. And they enjoy that expression and the music elevates them and, and causes them to feel relationship. Music is a powerful tool. So I hear all the time people say, I just go there for the worship. That's the bait. And you'll see pastors like Billy who will build great choirs and great bands, great amplification. Most of the time will be spent in quote unquote worship. People love concerts. That's why concerts sell out. That's why music industry is so big. So when you can get a, con a concert at your church and you combine the fulfillment of that emotional relationship uh, to God now, then with a message that you appreciate, man, it's, it's a satisfying thing and pastors know that, so they'll supply you with it. Why? They want you to come to their church. There are people who like a church that's politically involved. They want a church where the pastor tells them how to vote, how to be angry against the world's condition, how to uh, be appalled by abortion and and homosexuality and divorce and, 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 and they sit in the chair and they, because they don't believe in those things either, they are responding to that. And the pastor might take it beyond and say, we've got to vote this person into office or that person. 
And so the politics of the church they're picking is important. And the pastor knows that. And he uses a certain kind of bait to catch a political fish that he can or she can reel them in to come into their pews and he can throw in political messages every now and then. And that box in their soul is filled so that they feel like here on earth they're doing something for God politically. There are people who want bait that affirm their prejudices, you know, and that kind of goes hand in hand with the politics. If you hate a certain type of person and the church speaks against that type of person, you're going to like that church. And then there are uh, uh, the, the really big bait is uh, certainty. There are people who need certainty in their life relative to God. They need to be told God is this. This is what heaven will offer you. This is what happens in hell. This is how long Jesus' hair was. This is the truth. You need this kind of baptism to be saved. They need certainty. And so, of course, you might be a kind of fish who needs a whole bunch of these different things. And so there's churches that are going to put it all together. They've got a, they have certainty in their doctrine and they have, they have good worship in their, in their uh, meetings and they have a, a bit of feel good and they have a bit of condemnation. They mix it all up for you, right? And then there are people who talk more about Satan, churches that talk about the Antichrist and the coming of Jesus to the earth, eschatological churches. And you want to be on the edge of your seat. And the pastor brings up a newspaper and says, you see what's happening in Afghanistan? That started back when Ishmael was created and we've been promised this. And, and you, and you listen to the faith through the eyes of the media. There's a volcano here. There's a disease here. And, and, and you sit on the edge of your seat and you got to come back because you want to be prepared for Jesus' second coming. That's been going on for 2000 years. And churches have been filling their pews with people who need that, who want to be ready, right? And who worry about their future. There's people who want authority. There's people who want to live in fear. Fear is big. There's people who want to live free of fear. There's people who want to do something with their life and talents. They walk in the doors of a church and immediately they have a party that greets them and asks them questions. And immediately they're put uh, to task with the talents they have. Uh, John is really good with a hammer. Well, we need to build a shed out in the back. John, can you help us with that? And immediately he's brought into participation. The Mormons are great at that. They get you involved quickly. They give you an assignment quickly so you can feel like you belong. And that's the important part of their church. And that's why their church works, right? So when we're talking about institution, this bait works in bringing fish onto the boat. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Unfortunately, people associate the bait with truth, with God's truth, and they bite on that all day long, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what God wants for them. It really means in the end that they are benefiting from the church, that it serves them. Not that they are in pursuit of him, but that the church is benefiting them, you see. Oh, and at the other extreme, there are those churches that offer the idea that the people are really serving God through their studies. They become very intellectual. 
and, and there's devotions and there's a Bible study that's not like get together and let's just chat about what's happening downtown. There are real Bible studies. There's real devotion to everything that has to be said about everything. And you are in it. And those usually those are more cultic. And you start to get more involved in all of the study and intellectualism and knowledge and devotion to this written word, right? You become scholars and you start to learn the Greek together. Your pension is for intellectualism. It's a bait that some churches will offer you and you'll get sucked into that. But that's not what God is. God's not intellectualism. God's not emotionalism. He's not politics. He's not feeling good. He's not feeling bad. You know, God is something else. And there are always people who are looking for the new and exciting thing. They're church roamers. They go around and they look to see what's happening. If they hear a new church is popping up, they'll be the first ones there. They'll also be the first ones out of the door for the next church that pops up. And then there are the churches that they just really want to hate. There's not that many of them. Westboro Baptists, they're, they're a church that exists today. They want to hate. They thrive off hating, right? So you have all those baits being tossed out at you, right? I want to suggest to you that if you care about relationship with God and Christ, which comes by growing in your knowledge and faith toward them, and is, is, and is expressed in agape love, that you look for a church that is open to seeking, open to teaching, open to ideas, all ideas, not open to the things of this world. Jesus said to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. It's not of this world. John wrote that all the, uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of my father, but of this world. So if you have a church that's built on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, light shows and marble bathrooms, then you, then you know that that is not of him. But if you have a church where there can be worship and, and there can be prayer and there can be seeking, but there's always love, and there's always building up in faith. And there's not a tearing down. There's no condemnation for people in or outside. There is the teaching of relationship with God by knowledge of him, of knowing who he is according to the scripture. If you're looking for a place to relate to people freely, and if you don't want to relate, you have the right to exit without any relation going on. If you're looking for that kind of thing, don't bite on these other types of bait. They will, their sole objective is to bring you in. You want a church that really doesn't care if you don't wanna come every week. They don't care if you don't wanna give money. They don't care how you look. They don't care about anything except faith in him love for him, and love for others. So just consider this little story about Pastor Billy who goes a-fishing.